Hi, it's Richard from the Story Walk Podcast. The Story Walk Podcast is composed of real stories that I make up while I am out hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, and backpacking with my children. You may notice background noise during the podcast due to the real nature of recording these stories in the outdoors. Now, on to today's story. This is part three of the Detective Brothers Save England. They went downstairs. When they got there, there was a bunch of police officers and their old friend Jeeves. They went up to Jeeves and said, Jeeves, we've got to get to Knightsbridge. Can you help us? Jeeves smiled and nodded. He had a walkie-talkie, but it was so small it fit on his watch. He also had an earpiece, they noticed. He whispered onto his watch. Soon there was a helicopter setting down. Jeeves took off his tuxedo. Underneath were green army fatigues. The detective brothers were confused. Jeeves, won't the king be mad you're not in your tuxedo? The king knows. I'm SAS, Special Forces. I'm here to make sure nothing bad happens to you. At first, I didn't think you actually knew what you were doing. But it looks like you foiled two big bomb threats. I'm with you for the rest of this. We're gonna get these bad guys. The detective brothers and Jeeves got onto the helicopter. And in a few short minutes, they were flying over St. James Park, which was a beautiful park with a little lake in it. Then they were flying over Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens. They saw a brightly lit building. What's that? Alexander said. As Jeeves went to speak, William said, I believe that's Herod's, a very popular department store. Jeeves looked at William. How old are you? He said. William smiled. I'm only six. Jeeves couldn't believe it. Quickly, they came down to land in front of a beautiful old looking building. It was the Natural History Museum. Right beside it was the Science Museum. They rushed inside. Henry looked at his computer. They ran from room to room. The science museum director was with them. What are you doing? Jeeves looked at him. He said, these kids are here on behalf of the King of England. You better help us turn all the lights on. The lights in the museum went on. Henry was running with his laptop. We're almost there, he shouted. They got there. Just as they arrived, somebody broke through the window and scurried away. Jeeves said, I can't believe it. We almost caught them. Quickly, look around. Make sure that it's not a bomb that's going to go off. They looked in the room. Everything looked normal. But there was a robot. Something about it looked too new. Yes, the room was about technology, but a lot of that technology was 30 or 40 years old. But the robot looked like it was brand new. Alexander turned to the museum director. Tell me about that robot. William piped up. There's nothing about a robot like that in the science museum. The museum director looked. He said, I've never seen a robot like that before. Just then the robot's eyes turned red and it started to move. 
It was a robot that could kind of walk like a human. It started walking towards the museum director. The museum director must never live to tell that I am not supposed to be here. Jeeves sprung into action. The robot was surprisingly quick. His arms were out. He was going to choke the museum director. Jeeves ran over and leapt in the air. One leg was out in front of him. One leg was kind of under with his foot under his bum. It was a flying karate kick. It landed right in the robot's shoulders. If a robot could have shoulders. The robot went down and started going, cannot compute, cannot compute, cannot compute. Robot at an odd angle. Robot needs help. Robot needs help. Robot will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Everyone was terrified. What could they do? Jeeves yelled, we must get out. And he started running with the science museum director. Henry said, hang on, let me check. Henry went to the back of the robot, pulled open the compartment that had all the lights on it. Inside, he saw a bunch of wires. He had seen wiring like this before. Henry had built a few robots at home, but nothing as complex as this. He looked at the wires, wondering which one to pull. And then he saw it, a switch that said on, off. He took the finger and pushed the switch into the off position. Robot said, robot will self-destruct in three seconds, two seconds. Henry pushed the switch, one Henry had saved the science museum and powered down the explosive robot. At this point, Jeeves said, if only there was a way we could predict where these bad guys are going to be next. Henry was looking at the map. He started typing some code. He looked at connecting each of the place together. No, kind of formed a square. He tried a few other things. Then he wrote some code to predict based on where these Locations had been where the next location had been. More and more lines were drawn on the map until finally lines were drawn in between the first and the second place and the third and the fourth and then between the first and the third and second and fourth. Sure enough, it was an X. The very center of the X was a place called Trafalgar Square. Henry shouted, does anyone know about Trafalgar Square? Jeeves started to talk and then William shouted, Trafalgar Square, it's a central square in central London beside the National Gallery. The centerpiece of the square is Nelson's Column, named after the incredible Navy Commander Nelson. Henry said, is it close? Jeeves said, By helicopter it is, why? Henry shouted, I think that's where we're going next. They all ran out to the helicopter and they jumped inside. Jeeves told the helicopter pilot where they were going. Helicopter pilot said, are you sure? Jeeves nodded. They flew 
back over parts of central London until they came to a large circle opening at the center of which was an enormous column that went straight up. There were two big fountains and lots of people there. They landed. Henry looked at his laptop. The map showed no X, but there were thousands of people there coming in and out of the National Gallery, walking around, taking photos. There were also lots of pigeons and the pigeons were going onto people's hands to eat. Jeeves said, I wouldn't touch them pigeons. They're like flying rats as far as I'm concerned. The pigeons did look rather dirty and oily and gross, but the detective brothers weren't too concerned about the pigeons. They were concerned with where the bad guys might be. Henry looked around. Everything looked normal, but he looked at Nelson's column. It was enormous. It looked a bit like a missile silo. Then it hit him. Could it be a missile silo? They ran over and looked at it. Jeeves said, what are you doing? Henry said, I think this is a missile silo. Jeeves shouted, impossible. It's been there for hundreds of years. Can't be a missile silo. We would have noticed it. There's people here every minute of every day of every day of every week of every week of every year. Henry nodded. Still, there was something strange. William shouted, there's somebody at the top of the column. Sure enough, there was somebody dressed in gray to blend in with the stone column. Moving slowly, everyone looked at each other. They looked at Jeeves. Jeeves said, I can climb up there, but I like to have a second person on the rope with me. Do any of you know how to climb? Alexander smiled. I'm a good climber. Jeeves looked at him. But you're just a kid. Are you sure? Alexander got onto the edge of the column and grabbing little tiny indentations with his fingers, got about 10 feet up before Jeeves said, okay, you can climb. They quickly put on harnesses that would protect them if they fell. They attached a rope. Jeeves led the way, but Alexander was too impatient. Go faster, Alex yelled. Jeeves yelled, this is as fast as I can go. Alexander yelled, let me go past you. And Alexander climbed up the column at a speed that Jeeves couldn't believe anyone could do. Soon, Alexander was pulling Jeeves up. They were trying to be quiet as they got close to the top. And as they got up there, they saw what they'd feared. There was a man there. The whole top of the column was now covered in wires and what appeared to be dynamite. If they were to blow up the top of Nelson's column with dynamite, all this rock would rain down on people below, killing thousands. It would be a disaster. Jeeves didn't know what to do. Alexander used his fingers to point him to the other side. And then he showed him they were going to flip the rope up like a lasso. Jeeves understood. He went to their side. They crept up just below the top. Alexander gave two pulls on the rope. There was a lot of slack. Then they both hoisted it up. 
And before they knew it, they heard a, ah, they'd caught the guy. Alexander and Jeeves quickly went from one side of the column to the other, passing each other. They wanted to keep this rope tight against the bad guy. Once they'd done that, they climbed to the top. They got up there. There was a bad guy covered with wires and tangled in the climbing rope. He had a mask on his head. They didn't know who it was. They pulled off the mask. A guy at all. It was the evil doctor. Barbara Svengali, one of the world's great evil masterminds. Jeeves said, Dr. Svengali, I didn't know you were still active. Who are you? You're foiling my plot. I was going to rain terror on England and make King Charles pay me billions of dollars in gold. But why? Yelled Jeeves. Svengali said, because I want money and I don't care who gets hurt. The detective brothers were down below and they yelled up, is everything okay? Alex leaned over, put on his head, head torch, which is like a, a flashlight on his head, and put it on and off three times to signal all was okay. Jeeves got in his watch and radioed in as well. They had caught the bad guy, who was actually a bad girl. Jeeves... Alex and Dr. Svengali climbed down where the police were waiting to take Dr. Svengali away. Another Rolls Royce was in Trafalgar Square. The detective brothers got in and they went back to Buckingham Palace. King Charles was very excited to see them and he couldn't believe that these three boys had saved England. At this point, the detective brothers said, uh, where are our parents? They looked in to see, beside a roaring fire, a tray with three levels full of cakes, two enormous pots of tea, and their parents asleep by the fire. They didn't even know what had happened. The king came by and said, The only way I can ever thank you is by making you knights of my realm. Please go down on one knee. He took out a large silver sword and tapped it behind the shoulders on each of the boys and said, I knight thee, Sir William. I knight thee, Sir Alexander. And I knight thee, Sir Henry. You are all knights of the realm. You are always welcome in England and in Buckingham Palace. The detective brothers were very, very proud of this. And then they said, that's very kind of you, King Charles, but do you think we could also have some cakes and cookies too? We're pretty hungry. The king clapped his hands and a trolley came out full of cakes, cupcakes, tarts, pies, cookies, hot chocolate, tea, coffee, some weird looking sandwiches made with cucumbers that nobody wanted, and even some delicious English cheese. The brothers started gorging themselves, 
And the noise was so loud, their parents woke up and said, well, guys, are we going to go and try and stop these bad guys? Henry Alexander looked each other at the king. They all started laughing. For the parents of the detective brothers did not realize they had just caught one of the worst bad people on earth and saved England. The end. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe and give us a rating. This podcast and all the ideas and characters are copyrighted by myself, Richard. Bye-bye.